Well, Lord, we ask you just bless the word uh, that you know and your love beyond even the love that is ours, but many times we don't experience. And, and Father, thank you that you never, ever leave us nor forsake us. In Hebrews 13, 5, you never fail us. In Joshua 1, 5, ever, ever. And we're just so thankful for that this morning. And I, and I just ask that um, and you always go beyond giving us what we could even ask or think in Ephesians 3.20 because it all has to do in Ephesians 3.21 with the glory that Christ is in us and we're thankful but just to, yeah, just give us your thoughts your thoughts of love and never and never any evil in Jeremiah 29.11 so bless the word this morning in Jesus name Amen this is I'm going to read from Luke, the fifth chapter, Luke chapter five. Again, I love this verse. I love it. I absolutely love this verse. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Now, I love this because here it says that the people pressed upon him to hear the word. And I can't tell you how many times the enemy has come against me with so many bad thoughts to keep me from pressing in to hear the word. Nothing stopping me. Not, not only just coming to hear it, but obeying and submitting to it. Here are these people, and can you imagine, if you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you look at those three synoptics in, in the Gospel of John, you look at the people in the conditions that they were, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, that still came to hear the Word of God. They had to, because they came to the end of themselves for self-help and self-hope. And even those we see, even those, we see this in this fifth chapter, which we're not going to go into this morning. Those that couldn't bring themselves relied on others to bring them. And that's the story of them. There were so many, and we see this in, in this fifth chapter of Luke. There were so many people pressing on him, and that's how it starts in the first verse. Now you get down to those the teens and down through in, in Luke, the fifth chapter, you're going to see what those people went through, not just for themselves, but for those that they love to get them to hear the word of God. Here we are this morning. I'm thankful there's three of us when I truly believe there should be a lot more that could have the opportunity to hear it. Again, there is no condemnation, none. And we said yesterday that even when, even when we fail and live in sin, he never accuses us or condemns us. We just miss him experientially. We miss him experientially. There's so many things. But you look at what these people went through. 
to hear the word. And you look at what the enemy would have us to use so that we won't. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Those men carried that man on a bed because he couldn't carry himself. That's what love does. It doesn't just think of itself. It puts itself in a place of serving others. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because they're not going by their emotions. They're not going by the height of their emotions. Did you know there can be a height of emotions that, that would even exceed even, even continuing and hearing the word of God just as much as there is when we're down emotionally? Just as much. Just as much. And in either case, it can be in either case, it could be the good case of, of praising him and praising him. But it could be, it could be in both cases. But those men, there were so many people pressing. It says to hear the word of God. <laughs> so many were pressing to hear him. In other words, they were putting, they were putting him ahead of even what they were going through. There's so many pressing that they had to go up on the roof tear off the tiles, and back then they had to dig. They had to dig. Sometimes, it depends on the size, it could be 18 inches to 2 feet. Dig down through and put him on his bed and let him down and put him right in front of Jesus Christ. That's the opportunity that we have. We could be ailing, we could be going through all kinds of things. We could be. But if we press to hear the word of God, and that's our need, He's going to bring others in our path, and we can do it. But back to Luke, the fifth chapter in the first verse. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, to the point of suffocating him, thousands and thousands, multitudes, he had to get in that ship because the fishermen were out of them. They were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon, Simon Peter. And he, bes he besought him that he would push it out a little from the land. He needed to get a little space because people were pressing on him so much. And then he sat down. He sat down. This is how he speaks to us. He always speaks to us from a place of the rest that he has between his father and his son and the rest that he has for those that he loves and those that he wants to give his word to. He sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. That's what he was doing. They came to hear his word. Lame, multitudes, blind, multitudes. Others couldn't bring themselves. They relied on others. Oh boy, I wish we would bring our loved ones. Constantly, constantly let them know. You know, before you start your day, the most important thing is to hear the word of God. Not to put it off, because by then, it might lose some of its value. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 12, verses 35 and 36, while you have the light, walk in the light. That's the word that's been given to us. Now I'm going to put it off and, okay, 
And if and there's times when we have to do that. There's many times when we have to. But if we could do it and put it off, we might miss some. And then the enemy has a space to come in and fill us with darkness. And darkness always have to, has to do with his evil thoughts, his evil projections that don't have a thing to do with who Christ is in us and what he's already accomplished about us. Oh, if we could only see that everything about us is already accomplished. He's just leading us through. He's leading us through. There's no question about it. Psalm 23, 1 through 6 brings it out. Hebrews chapter 12 and those 29 verses bring it out very, very clearly. He's leading us. And he doesn't want us to cast away our confident trust in him. In Hebrews 10, 34 and 35. He doesn't want us to cast it away through bad emotions because of bad thinking. Well, he taught them out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, I want us to see this. When he left speaking to these multitudes, he turns to one person. Who? Who does he turn to? He turned and said to, to Simon Peter, launch out into the deep. Yep. Launch out into the deep. Oh, how many trust him? How many trust the depth of his love for the depth of what they're going through? And, and by the way, we will see in heaven, based upon that hidden manner in the white stone in Revelation 2 and verse 17, just how he had taken us through everything. Because he said, obviously, to his disciples then, as he says to us in John 15, 1 through 5, without him, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. Without that love, experience in the love, then the enemy, through the dark thoughts, to keep us pressed down instead of pressed into him, hearing and receiving the word. And many times it's what we already know. And, but we struggle. Okay? That's what we struggle with. But we press into him. Because when we press to hear his word, the enemy keeps us from being depressed. To be depressed simply means he presses us into the self-life again, away from Christ. The self-life, that's the flesh that's in us in Romans 8, 9, that we're not of. So we start thinking thoughts that we're not of, and then that produces bad emotions, and we have been taught by the Word of God alone through certain vessels that emotions can't think. They can't think. They can only respond to the initiation of the thought life in the mind. Well, he said, launch out into the deep. When I am not impressed with the word, impressed with his love, the enemy, and if there's a space, he comes in and causes us to be depressed. And what does it mean to be depressed? Everything is about me. Everything's about me now. I'm so self-conscious, I lose God consciousness. You know what the proper God consciousness place of a believer is? Is constantly receiving his love. <laughs> constantly. Constantly. Now, we all have these times. Every single one of us have these times. We've said before, if you're alive and breathing, you've been depressed. 
you're alive and breathing, you have struggled. We never struggle with who we are in Christ, ever. You cannot, and I can't. I could not tell you that when I come in, he brings me into his presence, and that's what has to happen, by the way. He, he brings me out of self-consciousness and into his presence. That's God-consciousness. You cannot tell me I'm depressed there. I'll tell you why. And I'm not thinking about myself, my circumstances, my situations, all of these things. Well, he left speaking to the multitude and he turned to one person. This is what God's doing this morning to each of us. He turned to one poor uh, person and said, I want you to launch out into the deep. I want you to continue to trust me. May and I may think my circumstances, situations, health, I don't care what it is, may be deep, but it's never too deep for him. And if he tells us to do so, watch what it says. He told him, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. And that's what God wants us to do, to trust him and let down our capacity so he can fill it. And Simon Peter answering. This is like when you grew up, and I don't know, I know Barbara and, you know, and I, we grew up a lot older, but when we grew up, when your parents told you to do something, you did not answer them back. You just did it. Oh, if only we did that. When God would speak to us through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, that word, if only we instantly, no, we answer back. Watch, Peter, Simon answering, back to him, <laughs> said unto him, Master, teacher, Rabbi, teacher, we have toiled all the night. How many times we toil all night with depressive, evil thoughts that don't have a thing to do with Christ? We're so self-occupied. No wonder Jesus said in Luke 19, 13, Occupy. With him who loves us, occupy with my love. No, really, occupy with me. The light comes. Occupy. Be occupied with him. Trust him. Trust him for your circumstance, your situation. I don't care what it is, your family member. It doesn't matter. Trust him. He knows what he's doing. Launch out into the deep. Simon answering the said, teacher, we have toiled all night. That's right. You know why? Because they were doing something. They were involved in thinking, like many can be of his loved ones, us. They were involved in something in the dark night, in the dark thinking. They toiled as a result of it. They toiled because they were trying to do things without him. They, they forgot that they couldn't do anything without him. We forget that we can't do one single thing without him. He said, we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing. You know what it means, nothing. We think one thought outside of Christ. The full manifestation, revelation, character and essence and nature of God who is love. When we do, we toil. That's the enemy. I'm telling you, that's what the enemy. We've given up our place in Ephesians 4, 27. Give no place to the devil. You give no place. God, I can't do it. Yeah, I know. And he's let us down, right? 
God, I can't make it through this circumstance, this situation. I, I, I know. And God let us down, right? He left us right in the middle. Having already, having already given us his son by giving us all things, will he not with him freely give us all things? He's going to do less. If you, if you did the most for your child and they, and they needed you to come through with the lesser, would you not? Having already done the most in Romans 8, verse 32. I mean, when are we going to know and, and experience that God is for us in Romans 8, 31? Then who can be against us? But we forget. We start entertaining thoughts. And then the emotions get very, 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 very bad. Then we begin to be self-absorbed. And then we see everything from that place of self-consciousness. Well, he said, Master, we've toiled all night and taken nothing. You see, that's what the enemy, the enemy convinces us when we don't think and don't respond to the love that's ours. And we all do this. We all are growing. Yes. Remember, he never condemns us or accuses us. But he, and many times in the strength of his love and grace, he strongly encourages us. 1 Corinthians 13, 2. If I have not, if I have not love, what? What is it? I am what? Nothing. Does anything make sense to us without him? Does God's plan, which is fixed in eternity and can't change, does anything make sense to us? Does this plan make sense to us when we think without him? Never. Never. You see, the emotions can't think. All they can do is respond to the initiation of evil thinking that comes from the enemy through the flesh. That's why we, it has to be separated in Hebrews 4.12. Well, he said we've taken nothing. And if I... And if I don't have love, in 1 Corinthians 13, 2, the enemy convinces me that I'm nothing. And then in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, what is my profit? It profits me nothing. You know, nothing means anything to us. I don't care. You could, and I've seen it, you can be the richest people in the world and you look at them and how miserable they can be. And are they going to take it with them? Hopefully, they're going to heaven and not into hell. All these material things, they mean nothing without him. They don't mean a thing. They have no value in them. Because all the value that's in them is in the value that is in the creator who created them in a way to bless us by putting him first. You know this too. When we put him first, we've heard recently, we put others before ourselves. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, 4, and 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 21. Now here, as we wrap this up this morning, he said, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. Toiled all night. How long does it take us to toil in the negative evil thoughts before we just submit to him and trust him? Because what do we take of his love when we're depressed. Nothing. Nothing. The light of his love doesn't penetrate. And so we see here very clearly, he said this, 
and we've taken nothing. But nevertheless, <laughs> why is there a nevertheless with us? Nevertheless, at your what? Your word. I will let down the net. You know, these fishermen, Peter, James, and John, they, they were men, and we can see it. When they functioned without Christ, they were men of violent temper. They were men. They were men who, who labored from a very young age, physical labor for years. And they were very strong in themselves and in the natural. And they were taught, like we are in the natural, to depend upon ourselves. And they were very strong men. Can you imagine what must have been their thoughts the whole night? They're apart from Christ, and they're in the dark night, and what were their thoughts? Well, if he's not working out in us, what he's already finished about us in Philippians 2, 12 and 13, we're going to start murmuring in 2.14. We murmur, murmur. You know, they murmured in the wilderness after they were set free from the bondage of Pharaoh in Egypt, the world system under Satan, for over 400 years. And they were out. They sang a song in the 15th chapter. Sang the worshipful song. 16th chapter, they began to be hungry. And, and they were started to think about going back to feed on what they used to feed on. And they began to murmur. Self-consciousness, depressive thinking. They began to murmur, began to doubt. They began to form around themselves through the enemy and his thought life a whole world, and they became the center of their world and not Christ. Then what did he do? He sent down manna, just like he's doing this morning. He wants us to feed on manna, not the father of all lies in John 8, 46. Not to be depressed into self, but to be set free in Galatians 5, 1 and John 8, verse 32, to be free. Sometimes that's the way we have to learn, though. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. I'll trust you. Even though I don't feel like it. You know why a lot of folks, and this can be true about all of us, including all of us, a lot of folks, when they go by their emotions, don't come to hear the word of God. Sometimes the emotions say you're too tired. You're too busy, even when you have opportunity to do so. Still, you're too tired. I can get it later. I can get it later. Very sad when we have the opportunity. Maybe, by the, and just maybe, we might not have too many more opportunities. Because none of us know. None of us do. Let down your net, and he did. And when they had this, they had done this. When they did it, they had a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. They had to ask the others. God gave them so much, and that's what he does. He gives us so much for the word, we want to include others. Boy, that starts with your family. 
included with the abundance of the word that God gives. The home life. Wow, opportunity. Depressed to hear the word of God. Well, they had such a great multitude, they had to have the other two in another ship to come and help them. And they came and they filled both ships. Oh boy. You invite others for the fill. Again, starts with your family, starts in the home. Invite them. Initiate to them. And maybe if, as, as men and initiators, if our emotions were correct, according to thinking, we could invite them and encourage them. You know, we can wear it. We can give nonverbal communication that can speak volumes. Speak volumes to all those that are around us. How about offering the sacrifice of praise? and not the sacrifice of self-consciousness. Well, they had done this. They asked them for help. And they came, filled both ships, so that they both began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Well, I mean, what was he like when he departed himself from Christ and he was out there all night? What did he catch? And then he's asking Christ to leave him. Something he would never do. You know, even when they were out there all night, experientially, he was never without his love because he was waiting there. After speaking to multitudes, they should have been there to hear it. They missed it. Then they came back in and were washing their nets. And that's when Jesus had to go to them again. And he went to Peter, because Peter was a leader, you know. If he could get Peter, he could get others. And you notice how it happened. He got Peter, and then Peter got the other two to help. Boy, he's got to get leaders. He's got to get initiators. Get, him, get us all thinking right. Stop living for ourselves. God help us. That's, that's where those bad thoughts come from. I'll tell you that right now. Self. Too many self-issues and not enough of God and his love for us. And again, no condemnation, no, accu no accusations, none whatsoever, but a lot of strong, very, very strong, convincing, convicting love of God. Come on. Look at where we are in prophecy. Can't we see that? How close we are to facing him? He said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Oh, Lord, please. For he was astonished at his love and all that were with him at the amount of fish they had taken. And so also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. But you know, then God comes in and he uses the details of life. He uses the details of life. And he meets these needs that we think are so very important. At times in our occupation, more important than him and his love for us. And then he meets those things. He comes in and he meets it. 
and he takes away all doubt, all fear. And once again, we're on a path with him in Proverbs 4 and verse 18, and he lights it up again. And in Psalm 34 and verse 5, we become lit up. And out goes the shame, the shame of depression, the shame of doubt, the shame of fear. And he said, fear not. This is what he told him when he met his need. Having already met his eternal need, meeting the needs and time, the details of life. Again, men and women, but men, read Matthew 6, 1 through 34. Read First Timothy 2 and verse 8. I wish men, men, it says men there. Shared it the other day with an individual. It doesn't say anthropos. It says men, males, lift up holy hands. Listen to what it says. Without wrath and without doubting. And quit, be like men, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch. Stop thinking on your own things. Think on the things of others when you think with the shepherd, Jesus Christ. And then you'll let all your things be done with love, it says. It doesn't say charity there in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Then you'll do all things with love. You'll lose self-consciousness and you gain who you are in Christ. And now you have it to give to others. He said to Peter, fear not. Stop fearing. Stop. I'm going to make you fishers of men. You know what he's telling them? Stop fearing. When you function in my love, you'll lose. You'll trust me for everything. You'll trust me for your family. You'll trust me. Why wouldn't you trust him? Why wouldn't I trust him? He's taking care of our eternity. He can't do the speck in time? Of course he's going to. He made it clear. He's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Again, Joshua 1.5. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever in Hebrews 13, verse 8. Fear not. Because now, what drives out fear in First, First John 4 and verse 18? It's his love. And now I function in his love, and guess what? No longer me, my circumstances, me, myself, and my little world. Oh, it's now Christ. Now we all have to go through this. Again, no condemnation, no accusation. But he's causing men to grow up. He's taking us out of babyhood, First John 2, 12 to 14. He's bringing us into being young, strong men of God. And to be a spiritual dad, to be a leader, to be a leader, to be a leader, and then to be fishers of men. Father, we thank you, and, and, and women too, by the way, there's always men and women, but especially men as initiators. A lot of times we initiate with our countenance long before the words are verbal. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that you are with us through every single thing that we go through, and there's a purpose in it. If it's pain, there's a purpose. It's his purpose. It's to make us fishers of men. It's to cause us to lose ourselves, the self-consciousness, 
and to lay on his breast constantly in John 13, 23. And hear the heartbeat for us, but not only for us. This is Acts 6, verse 4 with John 13, 23. But for others to make us fishers of men. To be leaders. And it starts in the home. It starts in the business of the home. If the business of the home was the word, a lot of other things would have to go. And Father, we thank you for your strong, the strength of your love, the strength of your grace. Let the weak say, Joel 3.10, 2 Corinthians 12.9, I am strong through his grace and the strength of his love. And Father, thank you for loving us this morning because that's what you're doing. There's not an ounce of condemnation or accusation against any of us. It's just the strength of your love. We love you and thank you this morning. Thank you for your counsel. Thank you that you drew us here and we didn't resist it. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.